From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MVW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Friday, Fire Away Friday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Barm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio this morning. We'll answer some of your questions. I was a little late with the thread, so we'll see if some more pile in. As we are uh, talking today, um, not a lot of, uh, at least relevant to uh, the time-sensitive uh, nature of it, Ole Miss Baseball, they begin at 11 a.m. this morning against High Point. 11 a.m. Central this morning against High Point in Greenville, North Carolina. They continue at 3.30 tomorrow against the uh, host Pirates. And then Sunday, 10 a.m., an early one against Indiana before uh, before heading back home. Uh, story up at rebelgrove.com. A look at Derek Diamond a little bit. His two starts so far in his Ole Miss career. Also, um, the reason to be optimistic about him to this point in his career. Also, uh, outfield offense needs to do a little more for Ole Miss. We write about, I write about that. And then a look at the high point pitcher just because it was sitting there in front of me and I spent two minutes on it. So that is uh, that is up on the site at rebelgrove.com as well as some other content as uh, as well. And this podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford's, Oxford Daiquiri Lunch Specials, Ribs, and more. You also get great, great gas prices courtesy of the Speed Pass Plus out, the Mobile Rewards Program, and more. And again, can be to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Fords in uh, Amory, Mississippi, 662 is that number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote. Within 15 minutes in business hours, it's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop it around, or uh, you can do what I've done, and that's get into a Clark Ford. You'll love the product. You'll love the service after the sale. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He'll prove that to you. When you call the number, 662-257-1900, guest join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Be a great place this weekend to hang out, watch uh, college basketball, college baseball, whatever uh, suits your fancy. And then on uh, Sunday, of course, brunch begins at 1045, featuring uh, homemade uh, biscuits, chicken and waffles, live bluegrass music. Uh, the famous mimosas, the famous Bloody Marys as well. All of that at Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. So I'm uh, getting some of your questions here in a minute. Uh, like I said, kind of stalling to get a couple added because now that 8 o'clock has hit, there's a, a few, a couple updates too just from an, a, an administrative standpoint, some IHL stuff, a couple things that Adam Gunnashow has uh, alerted me to over the last week or so. I'll have him on next week if y'all would like to discuss it. It's up to you um, either way because I'm not well-versed enough to really tell you what this uh, this means. But a couple different things IHL-related. Um, House Speaker Philip Gunn um, essentially killed a bill um, that would abolish the Board of Trustees of the IHL. It would have given all eight public universities in Mississippi the ability to have their own Board of Trustees and essentially – what he did was he referred it to three different committees, and when you do that, it has no chance of getting out of all of them. So that, they said that's very, very rare, not something that typically happens. I think uh, I think the stat Adam had was out of 1,600 bills last year, that happened to five of 1,600, something like that. So not a not, not, not a very common occurrence, but um, 
anyway, that was uh, that was one thing that did happen. Again, I have no idea what it means. I don't know if there was something behind it, secondary to it. You know, I, I have no idea. I don't know if there's any kind of um, gray area, kind of like the the lack of a vote on the statue thing that happened with the IHL a few weeks ago with um, with Tom Duff. I'm not I'm not sure, but nonetheless, that happened. And then uh, also probably something a little more relevant. Um, Trey Lamar, representative from uh, from Senatobia, Republican, whose mother is actually on the IHL, he um, is wanting to amend the Mississippi Constitution to limit the governor's power to appoint trustees to the IHL. So it's not to it's not to abolish, but it's to change the structure of it. What would uh, what would happen is this would give uh, equal um, appointing rights to three different parts of the government instead of the governor having sole ability to uh, to 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 appoint the IHL members. I have a hunch this at least has a little better chance simply because Lamar's, Lamar's pretty powerful. It's got Republican backing to some extent. I, 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 I don't know. Again, we'll ask Adam, but I do feel like this has a little better shot than the other one. Yeah, you're way over my pay grade right now. I don't, I don't have any idea. I don't, I've never understood the system that they have in place here. But What do you mean? The, I, the one board over all the different universities, it doesn't make a lot of sense from a fun, from a practicality standpoint since each individual institution is so different. But it's been that way for a long time, and I anticipate it'll be that way for a long time further. I have no reason to think otherwise, but <clears throat> you've you've read a lot more on that than I have. Yeah, governor, lieutenant governor, and speaker of the house are the three different uh, people who would all go together to, uh, to, uh, to do that. Um, so, anyway... And I'm wondering a little bit if maybe killing the other one was a way to push this one forward because Lamar and Gunn are pretty tight. I wonder if it's kind of, hey, let's get this out of the way to focus on this or anything along those lines. I don't know. Again, speculation, 100%. But. Yeah, you know a lot more about all that than I do. I don't I don't know like the, who the power brokers are and all of that stuff. It is uh, somewhat of a holiday with Ole Miss baseball. They're wearing the grays for the first time tonight. Uh or today, sorry, not tonight. Gray with the blue piping on the shoulders that everybody loves. It's not it, really piping. It's like patches. Well, that's almost. true. It's yeah, like it's not, swaths it's not of blue. It, it's the frustrating thing for most people is not really even necessarily the gray uniforms. It's that it, the grays used to be really good. When they I just had Ole Miss across the front, it was fine. It was good. I saw really no reason to change it. You know, we talk about a uniform abomination that you get rid of the all whites but keep these grays. I mean, I love gray uniforms. People go, I hate gray. I love gray. Like I don't, I don't think. Road teams should wear white pants on the road. You should wear gray pants. There's lots of great gray uniforms out there. The Yankees gray is fantastic. It's very basic. The Red Sox have a great gray uniform. Uh, Pittsburgh has a phenomenal gray uniform. Oh, theirs is good. That's a good one. Lots of lots of teams that have very simple gray uniforms. There's nothing wrong with gray. Ole Miss could use the the. Ole Miss and Block across, very simple. They could use an M. They could use the little script M. There's all sorts of options with a simple gray without the swath of blue and all that stuff where it looks like, for whatever reason, you dished out part of your uniform contract to Converse or someone. They are doing that. And they're, but what's funny about it is they're not even wearing gray on Saturday, though. They're wearing pinstripe pants with That's blue jerseys on Saturday. Wear your gray pants with the blue jersey. It looks fine. You're on the road. You're supposed to wear gray on the road. And then powder on Sunday, as they always do. So Or wear powder all the time and let it be your full-time road uniform. 
we actually have a uniform question coming uh, later on in the uh, in the show. So it's it's late February. That's what happens. A lot of a lot of teams are starting to toy with the idea at the big league level of using the powder as as a full time road. I don't mind it. No, I don't mind it at all. Used to do it all the time. But you don't have to have the swaths of stuff. Just go with a simple, clean road look. Very simple. You could spell Ole Miss out in cursive. You could do it in block. You could do any number of things. I like gray, though. People that say they don't like gray uniforms, I like gray uniforms for road teams. It's traditional. Uh, let's see. Beer Garden coming later today. Who's on that? We doing? Austin Barber. We talked, right. we talked, uh, talked politics. It was actually pretty interesting. Just presidential election. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't, I couldn't do a local politics, which well, is, I just had no idea. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. Were. No, no. I, we, we talked mostly about the democratic, um, primaries as super Tuesday approaches. Looks like Joe Biden's going to win South Carolina tomorrow though i'm not sure he knows what state he's in uh also bourbon south out today with alex mcdaniel deputy editor of sb nation you know we're from the uh editor of the oxford eagle and many other things uh we talk for about an hour so journalism there's some just uh live stuff pretty good bit of stuff in there with uh with alex over the course of an hour all right let's get to some questions um then we'll kind of bounce around because i don't think we have enough for a show so we'll figure out something to talk about uh three-day weekend trip standpoint you got a three days in one of these cities one's got to go Nashville, New Orleans, Atlanta, and Dallas. It's pretty simple for me. I think it's Atlanta. Yeah, I, I punt Atlanta all day. Uh, three days in New Orleans is perfect. That's that, that's exactly right. Any more, and I'm just tired and ready to go. I have no interest past that. Um, the only the, the, I would ask what was going on in Nashville, what was going on in Atlanta. Like, was there a baseball series in town? Are the Hawks in town? Are the Preds in town? Some of that kind of stuff. I know this is sacrilegious to say this out loud. Nashville's fine. Now I'm not a country music guy. Uh, what so, do you What do you think has elevated Nashville to the the reverence that it has? Um, it's growing at a rapid rate, so they're obviously doing something right. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think it's a lot of the country music stuff. It's become a. It's become the the capital of of country music, and and a lot of people live there. A lot of celebrities move there. It's more affordable than L.A. Um, so a lot of people are there. It makes it. the The food scene has improved dramatically. The the Predators do really well. The the Titans are there. There's there's just kind of stuff there. There's a lot of business that moves there. The, uh, the corridor between Huntsville and Nashville is the second hottest corridor in the country outside of the D.C. Beltway for growth. So, you know, I like Nashville. I like it fine. Um, I love Dallas, frankly. I think Dallas is cool. What was the other town that was on there? Is Atlanta, New Orleans, Dallas, and Nashville? Yeah, Atlanta, New Orleans. Yeah, I, New Orleans and Dallas for sure. Three days in Dallas is a lot of fun too. I, but I would pick Nashville over Atlanta unless – there was like a baseball series in Atlanta that I really wanted to see. I haven't been to that park yet. I'd like to go check it out. I've been to the park. It's great. I haven't spent a ton of weekends in Atlanta, though. 
I mean, there's just not really a lot of reason that I've been there for an extended period of time to, to, to do some of these things. I've hit St. Louis a whole lot more than I have Atlanta for that yeah. kind of thing. And it's fine. No no issues. I don't know that I'd put it over one of the other ones, but it's uh, it's all right if you wanted to throw it in. Atlanta's always so hot in the summer. I don't know that we know the answer to this, at least in the last part of this. Uh, how have junior days changed from the time of nut to freeze to Luke to Lane? Well, I don't know that I can finish the rest of it. Uh, it changed from, from nut. Back then it was a cattle call. Um, oh, yeah, that was the everybody. And I mean everybody. Yeah, else. you know, like Ole Miss is having a junior day on Sunday. The number I've heard is 50, around 50 prospects. Frankly, I think 50 is too many. Uh, you you have a day. You want to spend as much time with those kids as you can. And if you get the number too high, we'll do the math. You can't talk to everybody. They're they're not coming on their own. They're bringing family. You you really need to spend time with family. Of course, more than the kid, really. Um. Back in the day, they were just cattle calls. You would have two hundred kids come through. A whole school would bring their whole team to a, a junior day and everybody would walk around and tour a little bit and you couldn't really they were frankly they were kind of a waste of time, I think, for the programs with the they would then they'd have an elite junior day, which I think is more of what they do now. What you have now is kids getting invited to come hang out. They have a program. Like I think Ole Miss has a program on Sunday starting at about eleven AM. I don't know how long it goes, but where they're going to spend some time and, and show kids the program a little bit, show family stuff. So it's 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 a little more targeted now. But in many ways... It's more efficient. That's what it is. Yeah, and and uh, and now you have... Uh, the, the calendar has sped up a full two months. So what used, what used to be March is actually May, if that makes sense. I mean, kids are kids are making decisions earlier. I said this on the message board yesterday, and I didn't get any pushback on it. Some people were like, well, I, don't know that I totally agree, which is perfectly fine. The one thing now is that a lot of the kids will commit early as a holding place. All right, I'm going to get this in the bag. I'm going to have some – this is my insurance policy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reserve my spot at – Texas, but I'm going to keep looking. And I don't know what the percentage is on decommits and recommits and stuff, but it's higher than it used to be. And I don't blame the kid at all, but, you know, so that's why I'm saying like at the end of this weekend, in my opinion, it's a mistake for people to say, oh, we only got three commitments or, hey, we got 12 commitments. Look, you got to keep in mind that a lot of kids are being advised by seven on seven, by high school coaches, by family members. Hey, reserve a spot. And then we'll keep looking. In some ways, it's amazing it took this long. And I mean, this across college. I don't mean Ole Miss. For it to figure out, hey, let's be official. Let's, why are we yeah. doing this? Why are we trying to... Cause what, what, what was the goal? Was it just to please high school coaches? Hey, bring whoever you want. Maybe you yeah, find some dime. I mean, like, what, what, what was the, really the purpose to that? Because it did. It created a situation where you're getting very little quality out of it. It's just people. Yeah, I hated them, as you know. I mean, 
250 kids would show up and you'd finish the day and you have all these photos. You're trying to figure out which kid is who and all that stuff. It, it, it drove me a little crazy if I'm honest, but no, it's, it's more efficient now. It's, I'll be curious to see how many kids are there tomorrow. And if people finding out that there is a junior day load up a team anyway, Hey, let's, let's go see that. Will they turn us away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you know, we're and frankly, we're a program ought to go, nope, this is not what we're doing. I think they'd let them in anyway, though. I think they'd probably let them in anyway. And so fifty becomes a hundred and twelve. Because you can't, can't piss off so and so and yeah, fifty becomes a hundred and fifteen and now it's unmanageable. The critical time in recruiting these days now though is June. You're getting kids to come in for camps. You get a chance to work with them. To that's that's when the most of the heavy work is done. If you're behind on June the thirtieth in recruiting, you're you're you're, you're, in, you're trouble. in trouble. Lancing through here. Uh, I'll get a few added in. Appreciate uh, appreciate everybody doing the doing that. Let's see where are we at. Sorry. Uh, all right. Uh, this might be well. We'll do different sports. What are your three best arenas, stadiums in the SEC? What do you got? Three best arenas or we'll, we'll stadiums? Do, we'll, we'll, we'll do all of them. Football. What do you got? Uh, well, I love I love Tiger Stadium. Or, okay, but here's the problem with football. To some extent, it becomes atmosphere versus actual stadium. I'm not I'm not I'm not critiquing the architecture of the stadium most of the time. Yeah, and for me, it's we're in press boxes, so it's kind of hard to even really That's know what point. the atmosphere is. We don't see concourses ever. Uh-uh. I don't know what the what the tunnels and concourses yeah. look like, and I don't really know what it's like in the stands because we're up in the in a press box. Uh, I've always thought the atmosphere at Georgia was cool. Um, I like LSU. From an improvement standpoint, I got to give them credit, even though it's so obnoxious at this point. Alabama's done one hell of a job on improving oh, their stadium. They probably have the best game day deal yeah. in the country. Yeah. They've really done a nice job improving it. Yeah. Um, try to think if there's one that's a little out of the box. There's really not. Really? Because I don't like College Station that much. No, I like um, games at Kentucky for whatever oh. reason. Um, okay. Games at South Carolina are kind of cool. They can be really neat at night in the right environment. Yeah, but the press box is way up. Um, Florida, nothing. No, nah, it doesn't do anything for me. State doesn't do anything for me. It's too loud. They've done a nice job with the stadium, though. Yeah, state has. And, and I, yeah, they have. Um, Arkansas's fine. Ole Miss is fine. Um, Auburn's fine. Been to so many games at Auburn that it all sort of runs together i don't know they're all kind of the same and then arenas um i mean i love rup i love bud walton always have it gets loud in there i like it i like i like thompson bowling see it's so cavernous to me that it doesn't do much for me the pavilion's great Ole miss did a fantastic job on the pavilion they took auburn arena and improved on it it's good it's great um yeah i haven't been i haven't been to a lot of basketball arenas um, LSU's kind of a dump. They've made the most of it, but it's old. Um, I don't like the hump. Never have. It's always just doesn't do much. It doesn't do anything for me. Um, I don't like the O'Connell Center that much in, in Florida. 
trying to think where all I've been that I, I don't know. They're arenas. I like the one at Carolina. I do. I like the really? I like the South Carolina's arena. It's downtown, right? Uh-huh. It's just a Columbia arena. Yeah, correct? it's it's downtown. It's cool. I like it a lot. I've been there for Carolina games. I've been there for the tournament. It's uh, I I like I like downtown Columbia. I don't know that I'd want to live in Columbia, but in terms of like a two day road trip for SEC stuff, it's not bad at all. In fact, it's severely underrated. It's one that we would all like if they were in the West. If it was one you actually were doing very often. You know what yeah. I mean? It's over there. You're yeah. never doing it. There's no reason to go most of the time. No, they have some cool restaurants and bars and stuff right over there by the by the arena. It's it's neat. I like if it. We could just move them and trade Columbia for Tuscaloosa. We'd be really, really yeah. it'd be a really yeah. good trade. Yeah, I don't that does nothing for me. The yeah, Coleman does nothing for me at all. Oh God, no. Um no, no. Vanderbilt's gym's kind of cool, but after about ten minutes, you're like, okay, I saw it. Doesn't do much. The ones that do something for me are Rupp because of all the history and it's Kentucky and the atmosphere at a Rupp game is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bud Walton, the Pavilion, and then Carolina. Okay. Continue this. I'll have a couple of baseball thoughts on that in a second. First, two about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting. It understands your market, a leader in condo financing, and rates right now are as low as they've been in five years. So, great time to talk to Jason. Even if you've uh, bought or refinanced in the last year, talk to him. He can probably help you out, get it down a little bit, save some money in the process. 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Uh, Rebel fans, renew your football season tickets by March 31st to secure your seats in the vault this season. Tickets start at just $199, and they can be purchased by visiting OleMissTix.com. The uh, Ole Miss women's hoops team back in the pavilion on Sunday as they host Mississippi State at 1.30. Tickets can be purchased at OleMissTix.com. The men's team back in the pavilion tomorrow, Saturday at noon, as they host the Vanderbilt Commodores. The first 1,000 fans will receive a free replica hoops jersey. Tickets remain can be purchased by visiting OleMissTix.com. The Ole Miss softball team uh, is in action this afternoon at 3.30 in the Ole Miss Classic. They host Jackson State. Admission is free. For more information, visit OleMissSports.com and join the Ole Miss women's tennis team on Sunday as they host the Kentucky Wildcats in an SEC showdown at 1 p.m. Admission's free. For more information, go to OleMissSports.com. Our friends at Blue Delta Jeans are excited to announce that beginning this week, uh, they're taking orders on Duck Canvas, longtime Blue Delta Jeans clients will remember this durable, long-lasting fabric. It'll be uh, back soon in uh, navy, gray, green, and canyon brown. At 10.5 ounces, this Georgia milled fabric will provide you with the ultimate American-made pant that is nearly unbreakable. For more information or to place your order today, visit BlueDeltaJeans.com or reach out to Blue Delta Jeans on social media at Blue Delta Jeans. I'll have food for thought up. A little later this morning, it is brought to you by the Iron Horse Grill. It's a true, uh, as Jackson Landmarks, a true icon of Mississippi's rich heritage. Uh, twice the Iron Horse Grill partially burned down, but it's risen from the ashes like never before and with live music four times per week. It's the perfect place to enjoy lunch, dinner, or Sunday brunch. The Iron Horse Grill recently added the largest outdoor patio in Jackson along the Illinois Central Railroad where music left Mississippi to travel the world. Uh, Also, check out the Mississippi Music Experience Museum on the second floor of the restaurant. Make the Iron Horse Grill 
part of your next stop in Jackson. It's located at 320 East Pearl Street. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen and Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today. For a no-cost digital scan of your teeth, let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. In 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing is available at CorinthDental.com. Podcast also brought to you by Tyson Drugs and G&M Pharmacy. Still time to get a flu shot. You don't have to pay a copay on most insurance plans to do so. Or waiting in line. They'll get you out as quickly and painlessly as possible. With G&M, they're on South Lamar and Oxford. They deliver local to your home or workplace. Also, they offer MedSync and RightWay Meds, depending on what you need from the medication delivery system for you. Again, 662-236-2222. Question also in this this, – actually, in this question, this thread – about Vanderbilt's basketball arena was it originally designed for basketball? It was a uh, it was a multi-purpose arena originally for gymnastics, I guess basketball and a concert hall all all at one. So it, that's why it's a little funky from an architecture standpoint. Yeah. Well, back in the day, basketball wasn't all that big of a deal. At a lot of these, they places. weren't expecting nine thousand to have to fit in, and it. No, it, I don't think they ever thought it would get to this place. This was in like the late forties, probably early fifties, something like that. Yeah. Um. Baseball, look, you can take your pick out of the super stadiums in the SEC. That's Arkansas, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, LSU State, South Carolina. I don't know. Um, Ole Miss State and Arkansas, I think, are my three picks. I don't like the new box. I think they did a bad job with the new box. I know a lot of people will die on that heel. I don't like it either. There's too much piping. It looks unfinished a little bit. Um, Now, look, their underneath stuff is fantastic. What they've done for players and the guts of the stadium is awesome. Ole Miss and LSU probably the two best in that area. I haven't seen states. So I'm sure it's great. Um, but I think I would go state, Arkansas, and Ole Miss in whatever order, depending on what you're looking for. State, obviously, is brand new, huge, gorgeous. They did a great job. Yeah, they it. did. Yeah. It's fantastic. Arkansas, you feel like you're at a minor league game. Ole Miss, you feel like you're at a college game. Take your pick. Figure out how you want to go about them. Um, South Carolina does it. It's kind of a generic bomb to me. I'm not as big on on Carolina Stadium. Um and A&M's fine, but I feel like it's the worst of the new big stadiums yeah. um, at Bluebell Blue Park. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Press box amenities. Anybody who puts me behind home plate, I'm in a better mood than when they put me down third base, which is happening more and more um, everywhere. I'm You're very rarely behind home plate now. Are you still behind home plate at Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt, you're behind home plate. Yeah, they haven't done – as far as I know, I haven't been in a couple of years. Still behind um, home plate at Arkansas, right? You are. Yeah, 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 yeah. State's moved down to third base now. Yeah. Hard to cover a baseball game down the third well, base. Well, you just line. don't have any idea where the pitches are if the TV's not on. I mean, that's all you that's all you have. Um it's time for Auburn to do something with Plainsman. They've got to do a little more. It's kind of crammed into that spot. There's not much you can not do, a lot is you there? Can do. Yeah. But it it's it's gonna run the risk of going from charming to very outdated quickly. Oh, I think it's basically there. Yeah. I think that's it right. has some charm to it, but it's now just, Bama did a pretty good job with its new stadium. It's just they kept Frankly, you had to start all the way over to do anything great with what kind of the way that thing was structurally. But they've done a nice job. It's fine. For Alabama, it's more than sufficient. It's going to be interesting to see 
what Alabama does from an athletics standpoint when the Saban era ends. To the other sports. And yeah, stuff. you know when you're having you're not having to be so careful about hey, you know I mean I think this isn't fair and I don't know this but it kind of feels this way like anytime they start to do something with some other stuff the football people push back like hey oh look when they first were gonna do the the Sol Thomas expansion it was hey football might need that area. Right. I mean, they had a big issue with, hey, where are we putting this thing at first? Because they were thinking about running it way across campus because football might want that spot for something. Yeah. And they couldn't just say no. We had to have a committee and another committee, and let's talk about it. You don't want to upset Nick. I mean, man. <sighs> uh, whatever. Vanderbilt has the best food in the SEC from press box standpoint. Baseball, their football food's atrocious. Atro- it's awful. <laughs> yeah. It's it's gray sausage and they do have that gelato. We've talked like, they they had that gelato a couple times. Um, yeah, I just I've got where when I go to a game there, I don't put anything in my mouth. Even their coffee's bad. Their coffee's bad too. Awful. Yeah. The, the the if you have an early Vanderbilt game, the breakfast is laughable. It's like these instant egg like things and this gray sausage and it it it's not appetizing nope. in the nope. slightest. It's the reason we got back at 5 a.m. because we had to eat when we left the stadium that night because we couldn't eat at the stadium. Well, there's so many places right around the stadium that are really good. Um, Arkansas is pretty good from a media food standpoint too because they give the little meal tickets to like all that barbecue stuff down the oh, lines yeah. and some stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, you know, State's got some food trucks now. I wonder if those are accessible through meal coupons and things. I don't know. Um. State did a really good job with theirs. It's, yeah, it's really and I haven't cool. seen it since it's completely finished. I yeah. mean, last time I went was over there, it was still in construction. <laughs> but you could tell what was coming and that it was that it was going to be really, really nice. Um, seems that NCAA has been more than willing to grant immediate eligibility for transfers. Do you think it's a good sign that Reese might have a shot at playing this year? Do people in the program have a feel for this one way or the other? Uh, I don't know about um, I don't know about what they feel inside the program. I know they were going to appeal for instant eligibility. I mean, if he didn't get it, he didn't get it. Um, yeah, you take a shot. I, I I think we're I think this deal's going to pass with the, for the instant eligibility. The SEC is against this provision, by the way. Um, so schools probably have to be a little careful with how they push for it. I don't. To answer the question, I don't know. I I don't. This staff is still so new for us, and the assistant coaches are completely off limits. So it's going to be a little while, honestly, before any media, us or anyone else, has the sort of connections to be able to kind of answer these background questions with anything yeah. other than the more generic just questions of whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the answer that aren't is, pressing. The answer is I don't know. He's got three to play two. So, I don't, and I don't know that they want him to play right away. I don't know that they don't want him to come in and have a year to get acclimated and get in the best shape of his life and kind of work through some of the things that led to him hitting the transfer portal in the first place. I, I don't have any idea. Y'all have discussed Ole Miss baseball uniforms on the pod before with social media release of what appears to be a red stacked UM practice jersey on Twitter last night. Do you think Ole Miss baseball is going to try and fully transition to that logo style going forward? Is that something that baseball's kept under wraps for SEC play? Well, I definitely don't think they've kept anything under wraps for SEC play. It's just not really that way that would work. Um, 
they have a spot for a new uniform in their rotation. What they're doing with it, I have no idea. I, I know at one point they were looking into a cream uniform instead of a white, but more of a cream. Yeah. Um, a lot of people doing that. A lot of people doing that. I don't see you have to. The only thing with those cream uniforms, yeah, is you've got to stay really simple. You can't put yeah. a bunch of stuff on cream. Like the Cardinals have a great cream uniform. It's very basic. Simple script or a logo on the front. Arkansas's cream uniform. It's got the A on it. it has the A? Is on it the, just the A? Just okay. the A, and it's really nice. Yeah, it is good. It doesn't have Arkansas spelled out. Nope. Okay. It's just got that script yeah, yeah, yeah. A. The non-mullet Kind of old English yeah. A or whatever it is that they have. Yeah. And they might have a little razor back on the, on the arm or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. But it's simple. You got to keep it simple. Auburn does a good job with their creams. Yeah, I haven't seen theirs. Yeah, they've got good creams. Auburn has that nice just AU logo that is consistent. They tried to screw with it, and then they went, nope, we're going I think maybe they back. went block on those. I'll, can, I'll find it in a minute. You can go. Cream looks good, but, man, you can't throw a bunch of stuff on I'm not, I'm that way with the powder blue, too. Yeah, I'll find it. Um, they still ha- I guess they still have it. I actually don't even know. On oh, Auburn's white uniforms now, they've got, like, the script. It's like an Auburn script with, like, the line under the, uh, under the Auburn. Actually, I think the Cardinals, on their cream, they have St. Louis. Oh, really? Yeah, not Cardinals. But they have the St. Louis on the, mm-hmm. the little bat, which, which might on be most. Be- I mean, in this, I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Major league teams on their on their road uniforms aren't they more likely to put the city name than yeah. the mat? That, that's right, yeah. correct? Okay. Right. That's what I thought. Auburn may not have that in existence anymore. I'm not seeing it on their um, little sp- spreadsheet thing. So I don't know. Anyway, they had creams that I liked, but I don't know. They wear the white at home. I bet they've gone to a lot of blue. I just think people do too much with uniforms. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to uniforms. Ole Miss does have, from a baseball standpoint, they do have a decision to make on what they're going to do logo-wise. Obviously, that script M is getting incorporated more with all the athletic programs. On the basketball uniforms now, it's on a lot of Olympic sports. They've got their specific logo, that interlocking UM that Ole Miss likes for baseball. It's on their red hats they wear on Sunday with the powder. Um, it's a, it's a playoff. The only time Ole Miss has gone away from the block M hat in the last fifty seventy years, which was under Pat Harrison, they had a looping UM interlock on the hats instead of the uh, the block M. <sighs> I would get rid of the block M. I know a lot of older people are throwing sticks at me right now because it's been their baseball logo since the 1950s or whatever it is. Um, yep. My argument to that is that in the 1950s, no team had crazy logos. Everything was a block letter or a couple letters. There wasn't going to be a, a, a substantially different logo in, at that time period. Um, I would I would go to the interlocking UM and the script M on different hats, honestly. Um, yeah. Just an opinion, but you're gonna get yourself hurt here in a minute. I mean, I might, I know, but I'm, I'm telling you, I would. I would wear. I like the interlocking on the red hats, and I would move the blue hats to the script M. It's it, it's an M that rec- recognizes with you. It's it, you, people don't look at it and go, "Well, is that Maryland? Is that Michigan? What is it?" If there's not colors of right. attached to it, this is where, at the risk of opening up a Pandora's box, 
not having a marketable mascot hurts you. From an identifi- identification standpoint? Well, just, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Nike on basketball uniforms, and Ole Miss is doing it with their alternate basketball uniform with the script. Yeah, in, I know what you okay? want. Yeah. Nike has started with some schools. Arkansas comes to mind. Florida comes to mind. I think, I hope I didn't dream that, of the an alternate basketball uni with the mascot and then the number. And I didn't think I'd like it. No, it sounds terrible in my head. And then I saw it, and I'm like, oh, I kind of like that. It's kind of cool. Uh, Arkansas Ward against Kentucky in basketball. I remember that because we watched that game before Ed Ashoff's funeral. Um, when you don't have a mascot that you can use, you lose a complete – genre of alternate stuff that you could throw out there it's like oregon with the duck they use the duck all the time in different stuff that's why louisville can use that crazy cardinal on the basketball court that's so fantastic you could put that on a basketball uniform they also have a good baseball uniform that we didn't see because it's a home jersey but it was on the video board in their mug shots um essentially a play off the st louis birds on the bat with their cardinal that looked really yeah it was good when you have a an, a mascot, in my opinion, when you have a mascot that you can animate, it gives you a complete like cocky with South Carolina, uh, Mississippi State, LSU, Auburn with Aubie. There's so much stuff you can do there that gives you kind of alternative stuff that would be kind of cool that appeals to young people that appeals to really young people. The, I do agree with this. If you're putting the script M on the hats, you probably need to get away from the script Ole Miss on the jerseys with the same uniform. Yeah. That's too much, as somebody in the stream said. That's kind of what I mean. So you need to put Rebels. Yeah. Although the baseball Rebels is not the same script. Yeah, you're... you're. <laughs> but you could you could adopt the same script for Rebels that you're using with the M. You could. And make it clean. <laughs> yeah. And at some while the, the the interlocking UM or the 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 M block look good is because all of Ole Miss's uniforms are script. They have nothing else to do, so everything Rebels or Ole Miss, it's scripted out. Yeah, I don't mind the block M, but it is nondescript, and you do look at it if you're not if you drop somebody down someplace and say, "Where are you, Maryland, Michigan?" I don't know. The interlocking UM does look good on the front of a jersey. Yeah, it does. Yeah, of course. It's like an AU on the front of a jersey. Mm, it what, just works. Just nice and simple. And I wonder if they avoid it in some ways because of State's logo. Interlocking MS. Yeah, and that's ridiculous. I, I, just, I know. But, but it's, it's a baseball-only thing. You know, state, something State uses that for. Yeah, State has that. They have a very, in the baseball world, a very recognizable MS logo. Yes. And they have one uniform that they do. Like They go off the charts on well, uniforms. because it's Adidas. But they have that one basic kind of white, with the maroon pinstripe, I think, look, with just the MS, or the, it, might, it might be MSU logo on the left breast. It's really clean look. I like it. No, state uniforms, there is such a variance. They are fantastic, are god-awful. Yeah. And nothing in the middle. Arkansas is the same way. Like, I see some of their uniforms, like, what are you doing? I mean. Like, if I'm Arkansas, for example, I've got that cream uniform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got the white uniform with the exact same logo. 
I, I embraced the logo because that logo is cool on a baseball uniform and it matches the hat that it's very recognizable. You see an Arkansas baseball hat, you know it's their hat, right? Yeah, sure. And then on the road, I go with a simple gray Arkansas block number. Done. Put the little hog on the left uh, arm. Everybody gets so complicated. They start throwing all this stuff out. And it's like you're not, it's not even good looking anymore. Tennessee is where I'd like to root. If I could take over a program and retool their uniforms, Tennessee is the one I'd like to take over. Because they have pewter and orange and all all this. They have black. You have, I'd go with the it's, white, it's, a white home uniform. Which looks good. Which, no, the, the solid yeah. white's good and with the orange. That's what we wear at home. And I, because orange and white and a little bit of black piping is, you got it. Yeah. You're done. Get you a, a gray, nice solid with the Tennessee across the, or balls or whatever. And then if you just have to have an alternate jersey. It's orange. It's orange. It's orange on white or orange on gray. And I'll even give you a white hat with an orange bill. Okay. That's fine. It's fine. I actually kind of like the white hat with the colored bill. That's one of my weird things that most people don't agree with. Florida gets it right for the most part. They don't screw it up. All whites, grays, blue jersey. Yeah. Call it a day. Yep. Their hats are white or blue with the F on it, and we're moving on. But when on. they wear their blue hat with the F on it, I'm like, yep, that's Florida. And that's what you want. You're wanting brand identification. Like I had a lot of people with the Cubs, the Cub fans, like in Cub Twitter, they want all these alternate uniforms. And I'm like, no, you don't. The blue hat with the red C, everybody knows what that is. Cubs. Yeah, it's one of the most identifiable things. Like, well, if you're the Yankees, do you want an alternate? No. Yeah, let's get a hat. Just put an N on it. What do you think, guys? Yeah, I mean, no. get a, you have you know, uh, put the logo on it. No, just put the NY on it. Everybody recognizes that. Yeah. Take a break. Tell you about Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com is the uh, website. Check out the calendar under the events tab to see everything going on this town or this week and every week in town. Everything from sporting events to the uh, women's conference running the 28th and 29th. Ma- uh, Magic in the Middle Ages still going through the 30th at Bryant Hall as well. You got a first Tuesday music series kicking back off next week. There's a Cabernet tasting next week in town. So a lot of different options there with Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com slash events. I'm going to read a couple of ads, but I don't want to forget this. And we'll get off uniform talk. Everybody's tired of uniforms. Someone says something in the thread about the shark. I'll give credit where it's due. Trinity says, maybe look at the shark logo. Here's where I come stand on this. I agree completely. And if the conclusion that you reach in marketing or whatnot is that it's not usable, well, then get rid of the whole damn thing and start over. Admit that you failed. Because you can now blame it on people who aren't there. Hang on, well, we're talking about using their different... Yeah, marks talk, for the shark. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking being able to put the shark on a, on a baseball cap. No, put, no. But if, then, then if you can't, then get rid of the whole damn thing. But Alabama doesn't put an elephant on their cap. They could, but people would be confused. Their fans wouldn't. Their fans would like it. But is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Just inside your fan base. Stuff. Two that, different conversations. Stuff that you that appeals to your fan base that you can sell. Because there's no point in having 16 uniforms if you can't sell 16 uniforms. I mean, one of the reasons Major League teams have alternate jerseys is for the diehard fan who's already bought the the Cardinal fan who's already bought the white jersey and he's already bought the gray jersey. He's got it. The Cub fan who's got the white jersey, who's got the gray jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
The reason they came out with the blue jersey was to get that Cub fan to buy the blue jersey because the diehard fan will absolutely buy the jersey. I do like these Shark logos. They're good. They're really good. And they should use them. And if you're not using them because your alumni is going to throw a fit or whatnot and it's just not going to work, well, then you need to scrap the whole concept. Just my hot take. Okay. You have it? Use it. If you can't use it, then lose it. Fair? Sure. We're also brought to you by Splinter Creek. It's a gated conservation community mm. located eight miles southwest of Oxford, 75 minutes from the Memphis airport. SplinterCreekMS.com is the website. 601-898-2772 to schedule a tour with Tom Smith, land and home agents today. It's absolutely a beautiful property. Uh, they have uh, the North Lake, the South Lake, Partners Pond. Those are sort of the main streets of Splinter Creek. If you are thinking about retiring in Oxford, thinking about moving to Oxford, you owe it to yourself to take a look at Splinter Creek. Again, SplinterCreekMS.com. Looking to give your employees or clients something beyond the typical koozie? Need awesome marketing swag for your client or potential customer? Dead Soxy has you covered with custom socks. What better way to personalize your company swag than to create a product people will use time and again? Visit deadsoxy.com and scroll to the bottom of the page. Click on the custom socks button and let them hold your hand through the entire process. Don't worry about not having design skills. Just share your vision with the design team and they will get to work putting your vision into action. Dead Soxy will create a complimentary digital mock-up of your design before any orders are placed. It's time to get customized. Go custom with your friends at Dead Soxy. We're also brought to you by Southern Craft Stove and Tap. They've got your pre-game and pre-concert needs covered. Whether you're headed to Oxford for SEC basketball or baseball or you're headed to Tupelo for one of the many events at Bank Corp South Arena, make sure you get your event started off right with a visit to Southern Craft, conveniently located off Highway 7 and Sisk Avenue in Oxford and at 205 East Troy Street in Tupelo, Southern Craft has all your Southern favorites ready to serve your hunger needs. Drop in, enjoy a curated cocktail or one of their many craft beers on tap. Don't forget about their catering. From private events to catering in for your staff at work, Southern Craft has your catering needs covered with the meal everyone is sure to love. Make your day crafty at Southern Craft Stove and Tap. We're also brought to you by Nest and Wild. Sleep better with a Nest and Wild mattress. Nest and Wild is a Mississippi-based mattress company making a high-quality mattress delivered right to your door. They make buying a new mattress easy. Uh, it's uh, Everyone is one foot thick. They are all American-made, and the pricing is fantastic, and we make it even better with a podcast discount. Enter the podcast code REBEL20 at checkout at nestandwild.com. Get 20% off your purchase, and your mattress will arrive at your door in three to five days. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle Trust, Pinnacle Trust based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states. They have advisors in multiple states as well. Founded in 1997, Pinnacle Trust provides detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. At Pinnacle Trust, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle Trust will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's Pintrust.com. P-I-N-N trust.com. Mention that you heard about Pinnacle Trust on the podcast. You'll get 10% off your first year's fees.
podcast is brought to you by in-house interior and design located on main street in tupelo or inside sugar magnolia booth 34 for that there in oxford 662-681-6241 20 percent off dorm room appointments if you want to uh, spruce up a uh, a student's dorm room also a 20 percent off to anyone who secures services including commission or one-of-a-kind artwork design services furniture new lighting fixtures lamps Rugs are remodeling, basically ways to add equity to your home. They have two contractors with full crews available when you need it. It also comes with a new client gift uh, that are pretty uh, pretty sharp and customized to the client and much more. So maybe as a uh, gift option, it's a little outside the box, giving in-house interior designs a thought for that. 662-681-6241. Um, let's see, getting to the questions. Looking back, at what point did you truly know the Matt Luke experiment was not going to work? Hmm. Let's see. First day. Really? That far back? Yep. Did you... They completely bungled his hiring. It was a disaster. It's not how you do that. That's not how you unroll something. It's it's castrating someone before they even have a shot. Did you pull back at all once he did get to six the first year and think, well, maybe at least this middle ground thing... Maybe a little, but I wonder how much of that was me. I felt like the recruitment was always going to have a ceiling that was going to prohibit it from working. Yeah, I question how much of it was me thinking they had a shot and how much was me kind of hoping for them that they had a shot. Mm -hmm. I liked the people. They were nice. I like Matt. Matt's a good guy. I cheer for good guys. You know, I wanted it to go well. But no, it, 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 it never felt like they were anywhere close to breaking out. And then for a lot of And then when you do what we do, not to interrupt you, yeah, when, yeah. when you do what we do, if, if we say that out loud early in year one, well, we're killing ourselves with our customer base. We're killing ourselves with the people we cover. Oh, there's a fine line between you always want to be honest, but you can't slit your own throat either. Right. So you, it's a it's a tight window there you're trying to. Like, I mean, I, I'll say this about some of the programs on campus today. Yeah. People ask about Kermit Davis being on the hot seat. Nope, nope, nope. Seat's ice cold. But he, this is a critical year coming up. Got to get some of this roster management right. They've got to go win a recruiting battle or two, or at some point someone turns the burner on. On low, yeah. I mean, you know, you I always refer to like a pot of water, like you're making pasta, right? Yeah. You you get the water in the pot, you put it in there, and maybe you turn the eye on, but you don't want to bring it to a boil just yet because you're trying to time everything with the sauce or whatever protein you've got or whatnot. Right now, if you, if Kermit Davis is a pot of water, it's just sitting on the stove. They ain't lit it yet. But at some point, you do it. It's like with football. I'm, I'm a. This is not a criticism. I think we're approaching the point where Lane Kiffin's probably going to have to start doing a little bit of community outreach kind of stuff. I think people are going to have to see him, hear him. I think the same thing at Mississippi State with Mike Leach. Like, it's kind of funny a little bit right now. Leach tweets a bunch of stuff from Key West, for example. It's cool. Better win. Better win. If you don't win... This time next year, mm -hmm. this time next year, when he tweets funny stuff from Key West, the response is not going to be, ha, 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 it's funny, coach. The response is going to be, get your ass to start, but we need to be working. Yeah. It's no different than Kiffin. 
a year from right now, you know, let's say they go five and seven, six and six, a year from right now, the whole aloof thing won't be marketable. And then baseball is just an annual bizarro world. So yeah, it's um, just, it's just, <laughs> it's one of the reasons, frankly, people are like, man, you really tune out the baseball stuff. I don't really tune it out. I just, I sort of feel like I know where this thing I goes. I do have one clarification to make. There was a big message board thread yesterday about it's about the scholarship thing because of Cliff. It wasn't brought up out of nowhere. It was it was fully relevant to what was going on this week. It can be everything, guys. It can be a problem inside your program. It can also be not the reason you lost to Tennessee Tech and Bill and Mary and yes. whomever else they lost to over yes. the years. Cal State Bakersfield, it Utah, can be Tulane. Both. Yeah, look, postseason success is on Mike. Period. That's it. Absolutely. Um, but yes, the point I'm making and the point that we were talking about with Cliff wasn't even about year-end results. It was about when you fire him or when he retires or when he builds the stadium and does or build the statue and the whole deal, whatever that is. The next dude, what does he see? That is the that is what I'm talking about. Yes. What does that dude see when that dude goes? Well, okay, Ole Miss has offered me a ton of money and it's an awesome stadium and it's whatever and here's all the positives. Okay, Rice has offered me a job. Well, I'm just in Houston. They're doing some scholarship stuff over there. What do, what do I do? That's what we're talking about is when a new coach is trying to decide where the place for him is. Or if it's that deal where it's one of those years where the jobs that are open are South Carolina, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and State. Yeah. And there's this one hot name. All four of those schools are giving him a call, mm-hmm. and he takes a step back and goes, all right, they're all good. What do we do? He goes home and he goes, so, honey, we're going to get paid. Yeah. Now, I want to win. Mm-hmm. Where am I going? That's why I, I, I think with the Bianco thing, it's why sometimes I get frustrated with people who are only, only willing to talk about one portion of the Bianco thing, one way or the other. Like, I don't think it – and there are people who are like, nope, I will defend him to the death. Okay, but you have to look at some of the postseason failure and say, what's that about? Because you're not losing. It's one thing when you lose a super regional to Arkansas. It's another thing when you lose Tennessee Tech. To Tennessee Tech. Yeah. To William and Mary. To school. It can like be that. cute, but win the next one and win the next one and move on. Yeah. 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 But you can't solely focus on that and not turn and look at this 20 year body of work where you go here at a program where, quite frankly, if it were mediocre, people would go, well, yeah, you know, they kind of have a scholarship disadvantage. Well, yeah, nobody's criticizing Auburn in Alabama. Because, like I said, I think Auburn's overrated this season. It's kind, of, um, kind of my point. Mike has made a program that on paper in today's – hear me closely. On paper in today's baseball world has every excuse in the world to be mediocre. Don't tell me about fan support. That doesn't mean a damn thing winning games. I've yet to see a fan throw a 93-mile-an-hour – it helps Basketball. with the recruiting in an, in an it, indirect way. It does, but it doesn't. Fan support doesn't yeah. pay bills, of course, no. as it pertains and to salary means even less. Yes, so he's been able to take a program that could easily be mediocre and make it one of the top fifteen programs in the country for twenty years. So it's two things. You can you can find a, a better coach. You can find somebody else who does it. Just be careful, and I'd be terrified as the AD to make the decision. That's all. Um, South Carolina has become very average right now after Ray Tanner and Shad Holbrook. Yeah. yeah. Mark Kingston's done okay, but they're pretty average. 
Well, they're they're, they're, gone they're, from they're, being, they're fourth in the East right now. They've gone from being one of the top five programs in the country. The number one program for a little while. Yeah, on an annual basis to just, eh. And in the league, with, in a division with Florida and Vanderbilt. That's my thing. I mean, you know, we, it, when you... Tennessee fired Delmonico and went, ah, whatever, and then they've sucked for 15 years. It, again, you don't operate out of fear. That's not my point. Right. Go find the right guy. But make sure you can get the right guy. But it's why, it, I mean, whatever the reason would be, it's why a guy like Cliff I at least call because he understands it. I do need somebody that understands it. That's right. my thing. I absolutely. I can't, I can't call some dude out at Fullerton who's never coached down here and doesn't understand uh-huh. what we're dealing with and go, hey, here it is. No, 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 no. But the, no. the issue would be, and Cliff would never say this, and he'd probably lose his mind if he knew we were talking about it right now, but it is what it is. If you offered Cliff Godwin the Ole Miss job today, my gut feeling is he'd probably take it. But I also think he'd survey the landscape real quick. I don't think he would be dropped to his knees and and have a Shawshank redemption moment when he comes out on the other side of the tunnel. You know, oh, thank God. I don't think it'd be that. I think it'd be, hey, what's going on at Vanderbilt? What about some of the other gigs in the league? Again, he's going to get paid. He looked into state hard two years ago. This is speculation on my part. I, I, I don't think he and Cohen necessarily had the best conversation. Um, well, I wouldn't want to work for Cohen. Yeah. As a baseball coach. <clears throat> I did see that video yesterday of Plumlee and Graham on the piano. Kevin Graham, really good piano player. I was stunned at, at, yeah, he was at, at Graham's piano playing he last was, night. <laughs> I mean, I'm not one to criticize anyone's piano playing because I can't do it. I wish I could. Yeah, that was those, that was good. One of those life regrets, but. Graham had legitimate skills. He really did, didn't he? He was like, I mean, he was he was he was getting after it a little bit. I mean, Plumley, Plumley's good at it, but he comes across as a little bit more. He's of a, a singer playing piano, more apparently that seemed than a piano player. You know what I mean? Like yeah, vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Plumley's more of the really, there's a lot really of, good karaoke. This this baseball team could start a band because I think on Derek Diamond does guitar and harmonica. Wes Burton's a concert violinist. Um, a lot of a lot of musical ability with uh with the, with this baseball team apparently. Um, Ely gave it the big college try yesterday on the bus. I'll give him credit. Um, oh yeah, I didn't his, see that. He, he was karaokeing uh, uh, country roads. John Denver yesterday. Probably not his thing. Uh, no, they they make all the freshmen karaoke on the bus. Um, it's like a hazing thing they do. Um, and he. It was they call it Rebel Idol or something, and he was he he got he got pinned with uh with John Denver yesterday. So yeah, would, probably would not have been his musical selection. No, but he I, like I said, got up, gave it a shot. I mean, Jerry and Ely, there's a lot of things he might lack. Confidence is never going to be one of them. No. So no, he's a great uh, kid. Yeah, yeah, super kid. Jerry wear shoes every single second for the rest of your life, or never be allowed to wear shoes again. Where am I living? I mean, if I'm living like here, I got to have shoes. Where would you not need shoes? Like if you lived at the beach. Oh. You could never wear shoes the rest of your life. I guess. Like if I get super rich and I go to my island, I don't need shoes. You still got to have them to wear in restaurants. If I have that much money, the restaurant can come to me. Okay. I can't imagine never taking shoes off, though. I mean, sleeping in shoes? Get old. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a good question. I don't really have an answer for. 
Uh, let's see. How hard or easy is it for y'all to obtain sponsors on the, all the platforms? It depends on the day. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's a long story. <laughs> how long you got? Uh, let's see. Do I have do I see signs? Speaking of Kevin Graham, him reaching his SEC home run number from last year, or failing to make an impact come SEC play? His problem right now is that he's in a platoon. He might get some chances against left-handers, but he was one for nineteen against them last year. Mike has other guys he'd like to get those at bats right now, and frankly, Hayden Leatherwood's the one getting Grams at bats a little bit right now, even from the left side. So his he needs to hit, and he needs to hit probably pretty quickly, or I could see at least some version of getting phased out a little bit. Not all the way. They need left-handed power bats. Don't get me wrong. But there are only so many spots in the lineup you can play when you're a corner outfielder and you're not playing much first base right now. It's probably pretty important 10-day tryout window for a bunch of guys. For a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no doubt. Um, and like I wrote about it today. As an outfield, they're not hitting right now at all. Um Leatherwood's really hitting. Elko's doing okay, but he's probably their best defensive first base option, and they don't necessarily have a guy that's just a stand out there. You got to have Kel Baker in the lineup, but he can DH as well. So now there there are opportunities in the outfield for Bench and Salmons and Ely and some of these guys to come on and and, and get in the lineup quickly. Because when the SEC play starts, is actually the next question from from, from Pocket Passer. I I think you're looking at I think you're looking at Leatherwood. Salmons and Bench out there most days with Ely having the best chance to to also play is my guess. Um, I think they need to get Knox LaPasser some more bats. He's really hit well in limited opportunities. Maybe that's DH some when Baker can play first base. Um, yeah, I mean Ole Miss right now, like I said, they're striking out a ton and hitting a ton of home runs. They lead the they lead the country in home runs right now. So they're running the ball out of the ballpark. The problem happens. What happens when a week and you don't run the ball out of the ballpark? So um, well, typically you hit a slump. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I mean batting average wise, and I look small sample size, guys. Again, small, 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 small. Yeah, almost too small to do it. But I, I know what you're saying. Go ahead. They have two players hitting better than 263 Oof. right now of their of what they classify as every day. Now it's worth mentioning that Leatherwood's hitting 545. Van Cleve's hitting 333. And the posters hitting 333, but they haven't reached the threshold on the bats to get into the top part of the stats. You know what I'm talking about, how yeah. it separates. Yeah. But of the part where the people with the most at bats, their batting averages are 429, 308, 263, 259, 258, and on down. Ooh. That's not good. Now, OPSs are pretty good. They're driving the baseball. Yeah. It's a little new school, frankly. It's it's but it's gotta it's gotta stick. Yeah. But so far this season, well, as long as the power stays, you can get away with it. But boy, you run into a weekend but, where the winds blow. But, but they're in averaging ten strikeouts a game offensively. That's a lot. Yeah, they're averaging ten strikeouts a game offensively. They've struck out. They've struck out eighty-one times in eight games. You wonder what happens when they run into more elite pitching. Well, they have to manufacture a little better. I mean, yeah, their team on base percentage right now is just three eighty-seven. They're not getting on base. It's just when they get on base, they're hitting the ball at the ballpark. Yeah. I mean, they're averaging two home runs a game, over two home runs a game. So you're saying the jury's still out. <laughs> it's, it's a little early after eight games. To, yeah, it'd be really funny on the, on the major league beat. You know, eight games in, they go, okay, guys, here's the situation. And there's like, they're not even getting June call-ups yet. What are we doing? No, I mean, I don't, I don't know. 
Oh God! All right, that's like wake me up after the first six SEC games, and we'll at that point you, we'll at least have a conversation. You'll be able to have well, a, six weeks in, yeah, yeah. You'll have some sense of a clue at that yeah. point. Stuff can still change, but that's twenty five games. Yeah, you actually have numbers that you can look at and say, okay, this is meaningful. And I'm not saying the numbers now aren't meaningful, but the sample sizes are so small that one hot weekend could completely change numbers. Yeah. In the same way that one ice cold weekend could completely change numbers. Well, it's like I, you know, I pointed out Dunhurst is hitting 200. Well, he started 0 for 11. He's actually like five for his last 12 or something. I mean, right. you know, it's it's he's been he's been fine since that since that streak. So I mean, I'll give you an example on on uh, if I can pull it up here. Okay. It's an NBA example, but okay. While you're doing that, I'll tell you about Mastercut's Lawn and Landscape from Lawn Care in the Oxford area. They also build custom playgrounds, retaining walls, pool decks, outdoor living spaces, with paper patios, forestry mulching, and more. The Patcher Dream Backyard easier than you think. Go mastercuts.com for a free quote of that same free quote at 662-607-7773. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of Nissan vehicles, including uh, great lease deals there at Grenada Nissan's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. We're also brought to you by the Westin Jackson. It's home to Soul Spa, the ultimate luxury spa experience in downtown Jackson, and Estelle Wine Bar and Bistro, where you can sip on a creative craft cocktail, enjoy their curated wine list. It's open for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and Sunday brunch. Chef Caden's mission is to connect guests with the community through local partnerships, so gather at Estelle tonight. We're also brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you've been thinking about a golf trip with the guys, you've been thinking about an anniversary trip, starting to think about your summer vacation plans, get in touch with John. He's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows John to supply his clients with unique uh, benefits, added values that are simply not available to other travelers. What you do is you get in touch with him, you give him some parameters, you give him a budget, and he'll give you options that you're not going to find on your own, and you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. We're also brought to you by Oxford University Bank, OUB, locally owned and operated right here in Oxford. When you deposit money, excuse me, at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go right back into the Oxford community. OUB offers its customers the absolute best cash checking account. It's called Casasa, and with Casasa, OUB will pay customers 2.5% interest on their balances up to $50,000 and refund ATM fees nationwide. They also have a commercial checking account now paying 1% interest as long as you keep $10,000 in the account. comes with fully interactive online banking. To learn more, go to liveoxfordbankoxford.com or call 662-234-6668. OUB is FDIC insured. And we're brought to you by Bluff City Advisory Group, dedicated to building the future you desire. Founded in Memphis in 2019, their team is comprised of established and seasoned financial experts who came together to serve individuals and families of their beloved hometown. Bluff City values providing quality advice, experience, and access to all their clients, and they invite an open dialogue beyond your annual review. They believe that everyone deserves financial security, no matter your level of wealth or financial goal. They will serve as an advocate and guide to grow a portfolio that is fruitful and sustainable for you. 901 
365-3447 or email ben, that's B-E-N, at bluffcityadvisory.com. What's your take on uh, Aliyah Drinkwitz's comment yesterday? Uh, Quote, I, would, I, would, I don't think you have to do it the way the rest of the SEC does it. Ole Miss is going to try to do it the way they've always done it, right? You don't have to do that at Mizzou. Well, I have multiple thoughts. One, that's funny. Like One. It. Also, didn't you just take that cat from like Georgia and Alabama this time? Yeah. He just, he, just, yeah. he really he, he really liked Shakespeare's bud? Is that what we did? Yeah. He get the meat lovers? One is that Greg Sankey and he are going to have a conversation that he will remember for quite some time. Mike Slav would have already killed him. Well, I'm going to give Sankey credit here. Yeah. Sankey does a lot of the same stuff with that kind of thing. Yeah. Does it a little more privately. That phone conversation has either happened or has been scheduled. Yeah. And one person will do the talking. People don't believe that. I'm just telling you that's a fact. Number two, listen, bud. Maybe you're innocent and you pure as the driven snow and if that's the case save your money because you're not going to be there long that's not how this league works we're gonna do it the right way we're gonna recruit the right kind of kid that's what we're gonna do okay good on you <laughs> have fun yeah <laughs> you play kentucky and vanderbilt see what happens let me know how that works and it gets kentucky it won't happen so i mean he's done a good job there he's done a real good job Mark Stoops done a hell of a job. Yeah, they won like eight last year without a quarterback. There, and they they know what they're doing. I watched some schematic stuff on Twitter of what he was able to do in the run game. It was really impressive. Whoever his coordinator was, yeah. or whomever, it was Eddie Grand. Yeah, really good yeah. stuff from a how you how you fight the fact that you can't throw the football and how you how you work through it. It was it was really impressive. Oh, we talked about that the last couple of years. I thought they did a re- they've done a really good job building that program where it is. Kentucky, you if Kentucky's on your schedule, you don't go. Oh, that's a W. You gotta show up. You better bring it. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, you do wonder what made him pick out the one school like that. Like, what's that about? What is that about? I don't know. That's not smart though. Well, you picked a school you don't play. That's my favorite part too. He didn't go. Hey, Florida, I tell you. Might be a sign that they're trying to recruit some kids in Texas that. Right now, they're getting beat on. The media doesn't yet know, and this isn't a knock on media or on people at Rivals or whatnot. We don't really know yet who kind of is leaning where. I know there's some boosters out there that kind of have a clue and stuff like that, but it's a little early to really have a gauge for what the recruiting landscape looks like. Mm -hmm. Coaches have a feel for it. Yeah. Uh, random question. You have a lot of guests in the podcast. Do y'all go on other pods as guests ever? I don't say no much. I mean, it's got to be kind of a schedule conflict. If I say no, I'll typically try to do it. Yeah, I, I do a good bit. I don't do as much anymore because there's not as much talk radio anymore. Right. I mean, I used to kind of have weekly stuff I would do talk radio-wise, and I haven't done that. Um, yeah. Well, I don't do as much of that as I used to either. And a, lot, a lot of reasons because I just don't want to. I hate to be this way, but if there's nothing in it for me, you know what I mean? And I'm real careful with doing like... Here's the thing, though. Again, we ask so many people to where you're like, hey, I can't be a complete Well, no, no, no. Like if Ryan Brown says, hey, can you do our show? Every yep. time. Yeah, whenever. Yeah. I'll stop. Yeah, I'll, I'm not going to tell Matt Moscona no. No, I'll change my schedule for you. Yeah. 
but yeah, just the dude over in Fort Smith, that whatever. I'm like, I don't. I mean, I'll, okay, if it works perfectly in my yeah. schedule where I'm in a good mood. There's a couple of ch- stations in Alabama that just, even though you tell them beforehand, hey, look, don't do that y'all thing with me. I hate it. Don't do it. They can't help themselves. All right, y'all are coming up to Fayetteville. Y'all are coming over to Auburn on Saturday. What do you think? I think I want to hang up right now. The guy in Fort Smith is the one that just hits the middle. He, he, he gets so close to being inappropriate, and he pulls back a little, and then he'll do the, like, he's, he's all right, it's okay. We have a, have, a, have a decent rapport with that cat. It's all right. Yeah. There's, there's one on the coast that I just refuse to do anymore. There used to be one guy on the coast that would just drive me insane. Yeah, there's one in North Alabama that I will not do again. Oh, really? Yes. Won't do it again. Because especially when you tell them ahead of time that, hey, look, it's a couple shows in Nashville I'll do because they're fun. Um, I'll do Kubelik's show whenever he wants. He's good. But, nah. Does Chris Bryan have an MVP season in the leadoff spot, and does Kimbrell return for him this year? I would give Bryant a better chance of having an MVP season in the leadoff spot than I would Kimbrell returning to form. I'm I'm always alarmed by pitchers when they lose velocity. You go, ooh, it's usually a sign of decline. You know, Bryant was having a pretty good year last year until he got hurt. His his deal is he's just got to figure out ways to stay healthier. Diving into bags and stuff and jamming shoulders and stuff, that's the stuff he's got to get away from. He's just got to – he plays the game really hard. He plays the game the right way, and sometimes I think he plays it too much the right way. More than, you know, three or four shots. Was that me or you? There was a sound coming through our oh, system. I, I didn't hear it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's about all I'm seeing here on the uh, on the old. We're crazy NBA stat. Sure. Since not? Thanksgiving Day, Let's see, you're not an NBA guy. No. Who do you think has the best record in the NBA since Thanksgiving Day? It's roughly 40 games for all these teams. The Oklahoma City Thunder. No. Okay, I don't know. You're close. Milwaukee Bucks, are thirty-five and five. Well, okay. See, you're, you're they have the best record in the league. So I was trying to think of somebody different because you said but I was it's, trying it's to. Hell of a guess. The second best record in the NBA. Okay. Since Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. It's the Thunder. I knew they'd played really well in that stretch. Thunder are thirty-one and eleven since Thanksgiving Day. Lakers are twenty-nine and ten. Raptors are twenty-nine and twelve. Celtics are 28 and 13. It's one of the reasons when people look at the standings and stuff and they go, well, only these teams can do it. There's a handful of teams that's kind of started slow or started hot and then drifted off. That body of work since Thanksgiving Day. Now, look, well, I saw, like, you know, I saw I was on Twitter a Houston fan tweeting, friend. He said, hey, if they're stuck right now, it's Thunder than Lakers, which is like, oh, God. If you move up one spot, it became like Nuggets Jazz or something, and it yeah. was much more manageable from a from a from a from a level. It's it's pretty interesting. Uh, Thunder and Bucks play tonight. There's a Celtics Rockets game tomorrow night. If you're just sitting around wanting to watch NBA for whatever reason, and most of you aren't, but if you are, those are some fun games to watch. Thunder kind of get a free shot tonight. Second second half of a back to back. They might not even play everybody. They might. Wave the white flag tonight. Mm. Celtics Rockets tomorrow night is interesting. 
Rockets are playing a different style of basketball, no bigs. Right. And there's no better player in the league today over the last month or so than Jason Tatum. Ole Miss basketball, Vanderbilt tomorrow at noon. And then again, baseball, High Point, East Carolina, Indiana. The uh, East Carolina games, obviously, between two ranked teams. The Pirates are currently 21st in the country. Ole Miss at 15 per D1Baseball.com. And then Indiana's won four in a row. They also beat LSU on that Sunday. So a good pitching matchup on Sunday for Indiana against Derek Diamond. The uh, the Hoosiers are probably the number two team in the Big Ten, I would assume, after Michigan, um, without really looking at it, just a guess. So kind of uh, had a steady little program there for a while. They have they're doing a good job. Yeah, Tracy Smith turned that thing around, and then he left for Arizona State, and they 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 were in Omaha with uh, Schwarber, maybe. Is that right? I think if not, they 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 at least had a really good team and got beat somewhere along the lines. But yeah, they they were legitimately nationally competitive there for a for, yeah. for, for, for a couple of years. Um. Yeah, done a good job there. <clears throat> now I'm kind of curious if I'm completely wrong on that. Hold on one second. Someone asked what Yeah, episode. College World Series appearance 2013. Yeah. That was Schwarber. Yeah. So, that is correct. Yeah, they've been to the, they've been to the to regionals, which in the Big 10 is uh, it's sure, good. Of course. 13, 14, 15, 17, 18, 19. The climate standpoint, they probably get a little warmer earlier than some of the others. They won the Big 10 last year. I've never been to Bloomington. Have you? Nope. Ever. Their stadium's pretty nice. They just built a new park that's small but really neat. They've done a good job there. They took the head coach from Wright State. It was a really good hire. Um, guy who knows the knows that sort of that area a little bit, kind of whatever. Because um, Wright State's in Dayton, Ohio. I haven't been to many of the Big Ten schools at all. I've been to Purdue. You stopped at Illinois for a day or a minute. Been to Illinois. Um, trying to think. I've been to any others. I've been to Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been on their campus. That might be it, unless I'm forgetting something. I'm trying to think, I'm just, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. You I, still got to go to Iowa, so I got to go to Iowa. Um, I've always wanted to see Michigan. Never been. I have no real interest in seeing Michigan State. Never been to Penn State. There's a bunch of those places I've, I've not been to. Someone asked me what uh, episode I'm on. I'm almost through with episode four of uh, Love is Blind. We'll uh, look at it early next uh, next week. So, All right. Enjoyed it. Appreciate everybody in the live stream. We'll be back on Monday with another edition. We'll have some baseball coverage, some basketball coverage, some recruiting coverage, all kind of crap at rebelgrove.com. Talk to you on Monday.